Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskan. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. I have two hours of feel-good vibes and great music on the way for you. You can get in touch. WhatsApp and text lines are open. 086-1800-658. Whitney Houston, want to dance with somebody? Kicking us off this Tuesday morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. I hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch on 086-1800-658. I came across something very cool. This morning, I mean, some companies just think of everything. And this is a great idea in the run up to Christmas. Essentially, an amazing company called Meme Wars, so not Memoirs, Meme Wars, right, can turn your WhatsApp conversations into hilarious books. And I'm all on board for this. This is a genius idea. WhatsApp groups, as we know, probably one of the best things that come came into our lives. And I'm going to say it was WhatsApp groups that saved us during COVID. Like, I have the ladies. That's a WhatsApp group for my gal pals. I also have family, self-explanatory. I have siblings, the group where we give out about stuff that happens in the family WhatsApp group. Work one as well, self-explanatory. The walking group one, that started up in heavy lockdowns and uh, I kept that on mute, being perfectly honest with you, because there was no way I was walking any amount of steps that the others were walking in that group. So that one was just kind of a one on silent. It silently pinged away with all the steps that people were walking. Uh, but they're great, aren't they, WhatsApp groups? Uh, whether you laugh at them or whether they drive you crazy with all of the incessant pinging, they are in our lives and here to stay. And this company, Memoirs, they will turn your WhatsApp conversations into a book, which is just brilliant. So you can look back on them fondly, maybe laugh at them, in years to come. The app also works with one-on-one Facebook chats and emails as well. So you can get them put into an ebook if that's more of your thing. Uh, now, granted, it can be used to kind of, you know, capture special moments like when you message the WhatsApp group with a news of engagement uh, or, you know, when you set up a night, a night out kind of WhatsApp group for an event or a special occasion, that kind of thing. But in the spirit of memoirs, 
coming up with this idea in time for Christmas as well, turning your WhatsApp chats into a book. I'm wondering, what's the strangest WhatsApp group names on your phone? You know the way you have ones and they're just like daft altogether. Like I have one on mine at the moment. Now, I'm just going to say straight away that I did not send up set up this, right? Uh, but there's a WhatsApp group on my phone. It's called 100 Days and Counting. Essentially, it's, you know, the countdown to Christmas. And it's a Christmas lover in my life who created it. And yes, this person does change it every day. So 99 days counting, 98 days. You get the, you get the gist of this, right? So that's one of them. The other strange name I have uh, is Three Musketeers, just for three friends, you know what I mean? In an attempt to try and kind of organise a night out that never happens. Those are the kind of strange WhatsApp group names that I have on my phone. So I'm wondering, are you just kind of the regular, you know, family, sisters, that kind of thing? Or do you have a funny WhatsApp name group? I want to know what it is. What's the funniest or strangest WhatsApp group you belong to? 86 658 We'll have a little bit of a crack with this this morning. There's Bruno Mars when I was your man. Oh, there's only one man that would come on... <laughs> on WhatsApp after I talk about Christmas and it is Santa's little helper 0861800658 yes he says 75 sleeps to go actually thank you for that Santa's helpers is what my WhatsApp group is so Santa's little helper I am getting some in we're talking about the strangest WhatsApp groups that you're involved in courtesy of Memoirs they're a company that will basically I suppose uh, uh, compile all of your WhatsApp chats into a book for you which is quite cool so this is coming in. 0861800658. Sinead, I have the morning after. <laughs> Think you can guess what that's about. Usually our mad antics on a Saturday night. You definitely couldn't print it in a book, says this message. Um, this is a great one. This is coming in from uh, Amanda. Sinead, I have sister, sister. It's not with my sisters, but with my friends. And yes, we do love the TV series. Oh, I used to love that. I used to love the TV series. Sister, sister. That one. Um... <laughs> this is a great one coming in as well. Uh, this is coming in. Uh, Sinead, I have the winos. It's actually a group I set up during lockdown with a group of colleagues who are actually wine aficionados. We used to meet up on Zoom uh, during the lockdown, drink wine and do quizzes. I love that. The winos. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Cook House 2021. It's WhatsApp uh, for the staff, for the Causey staff for Christmas that's coming in as well uh, from Lily. Cookhouse 2021. Love that one as well. Do keep them coming in to us. Uh, what are the strangest or kind of, you know, unusual WhatsApp groups you're belonging to? 86 658 Going to take a quick break. We're back with music from Tom Grennan. 11 to 1. Lots of great WhatsApp group names coming in. Everything from Mammy's on the Edge to Game of Phones, which I really want to be part of. I'll bring you some of those messages very very shortly Tom Grennan little bit of love on LMFM's 11 to 1 today we have a lot of love for WhatsApp particularly WhatsApp groups in our lives yeah we do this is all because Memoirs they're a company called Memoirs they turn your WhatsApp conversations into hilarious groups so I'm asking you what is the strangest name of a WhatsApp group you're involved in so We've got quiz masters. That's self-explanatory. Since lockdown, all the online quizzes that we were doing. It's a bit mute now at the moment, says this message. Uh, love this one from Sandra. Uh, walkie talkies. 
which I really want to be part of. It's our group Sinead for a group of people who love to go for a walk and a chat. I love that. Uh, Rich says Game of Phones. That's brilliant. You guessed it. It's a group for nerds obsessed with the Game of Thrones, says Rich. Mammy's on the edge. This sounds like a great group. I think I deserve to be part of this group as well. It's a group of mams who need a coffee or a meet-up because their kids are driving them crazy. Lots of crack in this group, says this message. This one's great. And I'm also very intrigued by this one coming in on 086 658 I'm going to keep this person anonymous because of the name. Drama Club. It's a controversial one, Sinead. No, we don't perform amateur dramatics, but it's a group about a larger group of friends who cause drama for the rest of us. Now, you see, this is a group that would be great, but also, would you not be afraid now that you do, you know, you might be talking about someone that's in the larger group and you post it in the wrong group. This is what happens, doesn't it? The fear of that as well, when it does happen, when you go, have I posted that? Have I posted that in the wrong WhatsApp group? (gasps) Sweat. Delete it. Delete it quick. Delete it for everybody. Oh my God. But it's too late. It's been seen. This is what happens as well with WhatsApp groups. I'm looking for the strangest name or most unusual name uh, WhatsApp group that you're involved in today. 086 1800 658. I will get back to some of your WhatsApp messages coming in on 086 1800 658. Keep those coming in to me. Now, very exciting on the show. You might recall last week that I mentioned this. I had the opportunity to chat to none other than a Hollywood director. I know, life made. Paul Feig is his name. He is the director of Broadway. Bridesmaids, also that great movie Spy with Melissa McCarthy in it, A Simple Favour with uh, Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. He directed all these. He is back directing uh, a new film. It's a fantasy film this time. It's called The School for Good and Evil. Charlize Theron is in it. Also, Lawrence Fishburne is in it. Kerry Washington. It's going to be landing on Netflix on uh, the 19th of October. It's a great one, actually, for Halloween. It's kind of got that real kind of fantasy magic. Uh, It's a lot more kind of... um, like it's, I suppose there could be comparisons to Harry Potter but this is in a league of its own it's definitely going to be the next big franchise I promise you that so last week I caught up with Paul Feig and I'm going to bring you that chat after these 11 to 1 Director Paul Feig certainly likes to keep life interesting. A director that loves to experiment with his filmmaking style, often moving between genres, surprising us with each project he takes on. And his next film is no different. I don't think I'd be the only one who's surprised to learn that the director of smash hit comedies like Bridesmaids, Spy, the crime thriller Simple Favour, buddy cop movie The Heat, is now the director behind fantasy movie The School for Good and Evil. Starring a host of stars, including Kerry Washington, Charlize Theron and Lawrence Fishburne, it's going to be released on Netflix on October 19th. So this film tells the story of two very different best friends, Sophie and Agatha. They find themselves on opposing sides of an epic battle when they're swept away into an enchanted school where inspiring aspiring heroes and villains are trained to protect the balance between good and evil. So the bill, uh, the film is based on the best-selling series of books by Soman Shani and is sure to be the next big blockbuster franchise dominating cinemas for the next few years. So last week I caught up with Paul to discuss the new movie in more detail. Here it is. Every so often, a very lucky candidate from the outside is selected for admission to this hallowed institution it's happening this is it this is real we've been
been expecting you. The School for Good and Evil, where the true story behind every great fairy tale begins. The School for Good trains the heroes. The School for Evil, the villains. You're trying to tell me that Snow White and Cinderella and Jack and the Beanstalk were real? Our graduates live the very real events, which become the stories. That change the world. Is there a world that I can chase with you? This is all I've ever wanted, Aggie. Settle for an ordinary life. Not as it seems the universe we knew. But we don't belong here. Oh dear. You must be lost. That is an understatement. Future heroes and villains. The time has come for you to admit which side you're on. I'm tired of being pathetic, little Sophie. You can be more than you ever dreamed you could be. Hi, Sinead. Oh, hi, Paul. How are you getting on? I'm very good. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. And firstly, I want to say congratulations on what is sure to be another hit movie. I thoroughly enjoyed watching this last night. I'm a big fairy tale fan as well. But with this, I feel like it's like all the best parts of the fairy tales we know and love, but darker, more edgier. I feel it's like, you know, if Cinderella went into the upside down. <laughs> oh, thank you, Sinead. That, that, you know what? That, that is now my new favorite description of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant now, and you know from, from the outright you know comedy like in Bridesmaids obviously the spy movie genre the buddy cop movie the crime thriller and now the world of fairy tales I think you really like to mix things up Paul like I never would have guessed that you would have made a movie in the fantasy genre you know what, what sort of drew you to this well, it was all the script. I mean, you know, I, I'm really, you know, I, I am trying to work my way through genres because it's fun. I, there's so many kinds of movies I want to make, and it, it's fun to kind of go into one and, and put your spin on it. But I, I don't do anything unless I'm really drawn to the story and the characters. And, you know, I, when I was sent this script, before I even read the books, I, I just loved the two leading ladies. I thought I thought that those characters were really great. It's about their, you know, female friendship, which is my favorite subject to do movies about. And then it's just a great meditation on, on good and evil, you you know, for, for today's world that's so divided and we're so look at each other as being either good or evil. And it's like, it's just a nice, fun way to remind people, look, we're all in this together. We're, we're not all one thing. We are, you know, we are just humans. I love that about this because like, yeah, we said there, you know, it's not about sort of one, you know, all being good and the other all being bad. There's a real mix that goes on here in this. And, you know, something that you've, you've, you've kind of alluded to already, and it's something I really admire in your work, is you love to tell stories with strong female characters at the centre. And, and here it's no different. You know, all the female characters are extremely complex. They're layered and not to spoil too much, but there's no damsels in distress really here, Paul, which is refreshing to see. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's what I love is this really turns it on its head. It, you know, and, and the, you know, kudos to Soman who wrote the books because he just created these really strong characters. But yeah, you know, I, I really, I, I love anything that is a three dimensional portrayal of of women. You know, because it it, it happens so infrequently. I mean, it, it's it's been getting a little better over the last few years, but but still, you know, that's all I kind of am searching for with stories to you know to find great roles for the, all the great actors I know. Yeah, what a cast you have uh, here of, of absolutely amazing actors. I mean, you have Charlize Theron in there, Kerry Washington, Lawrence Fishburne's in there, Sophie Caruso and, and Sophia Wiley. Like, they're the two leads. They're working so, so well. They have this excellent chemistry. And, you know, as we say, both of them had to kind of play elements of light and elements of dark. Did you did you see a lot of people for the main roles or had you got these guys in, in mind from the start? Well, Sophia Ann Caruso, who plays Sophie, I saw her on Broadway in, in Beetlejuice. Um, a few oh, years great. before this project yeah. came to me. And I remember just going like, I, that young woman is so talented. I need to put her in something. But I had no idea what it was going to be. So then when I read this project, it was like, and first glance, because she played a very gothy character in, in the play, it was like, oh, she should be Agatha. And then I was like, you know what? No, I think she would actually be great as Sophie because she has to go through so many different changes and transitions. And, she, you know, she she's a very sometimes misguided character. And, and I just yeah. knew that, that Sophia Ann could handle handle that. And then, you know, we auditioned a lot of people for the Agatha role. But when I saw, um, you know, Sophia Wiley, I didn't even know that she's kind of really well known from High School Musical and all that. I just thought she was really a great actress. And, um, and, and so, yeah, so I cast her and then was told, oh, you know, and she's actually very popular and has six million followers on TikTok. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. that helps. <laughs> so, but, you know, she's just so, they, they were so professional. I mean, you know, it's, when you work with young people, you, you never quite know what you're going to get. I've been very lucky over the course of, of the years, but they really surprised me more than I think anybody I've worked with at that age because they were so dedicated and so strong. Oh, totally. And, and it comes across so well. Like, I'm so excited to see what they're going to do next. Yeah. But, you know, I have to say, if it was me, I'd be drawn more to the villain character, I'd have <laughs> to say, you know. Yes. And I think because it, it's something so kind of fun about playing the villain. And, uh, you know, for you, though, is it like, like what's the key now to playing a, a, a great villain? Is it all in the evil laugh? We uh, evil laugh is good, you know. <laughs> it, 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 the great villains are are so evil that... You, you don't know when they're being evil or not, you know, yeah. so they can make a joke and laugh and you're like, oh, because they're very disarming and yet they're terrifying, you know. But at the same time, I have a problem with villains that are just villainous and have no reason for being villainous other than they just want to create mayhem, you know. So I always feel all villains have to have a plan that they think is good for the world. You know, uh, even though it's completely screwed up to the rest of us, and you know, because it, it has to justify. I just don't like mustache twirling, sort of like I'm going to be evil. You know, because <laughs> what, what's the point of that? Because <laughs> every evil person in the world thinks they're doing something good. Sadly. Well, this is the thing. And, you know, you have this, you know, you have elements of this as well in Charlize Theron's character, which I'm hoping might be kind of, you know, unveiled a little bit more in, in uh, the, the further sequels, because this is going to be a huge franchise. You know, this is going to be up there with the likes of Harry Potter. I mean, like when you take that in mind and you, you, you consider how popular the books have been, was it daunting? Because these books are so beloved. 
Yeah, it was terrifying. You know, I mean, it's a, and it's a giant book, you know, especially the first one. There's so much stuff yeah. in the first book. And that was the hardest part about developing this. I mean, it was being developed for seven years before it was even brought to me. Uh, and then I developed it for another, you know, two years, you know, while we were shooting and all through shooting and stuff that we reshot and all that kind of thing. So, um, you know, but it, it's I worked very closely with Soman, the, the author, to, you know, kind of say, like, well, what did the fan, what would the fans be sad if they weren't in here? Or what lines did they like? Or what scenes are the most key ones? You know, and through that, we were able to kind of find a way to do it because, you know, you just have to really cherry pick and then create new narratives within it to be able to collapse it and to make it work. Um, you know, in a, in a shorter version, even though the movie's you know still two hours and fifteen minutes long, it, it could be you know twenty hours long if yeah. you know if we didn't pare it down. And then it was fun; we invented stuff too. The whole concept oh. of blood magic that was you know brought in, and some new characters okay. like Gregor. You know, he's not in the books and all that. So it was fun ways to kind of illustrate things uh, um, with a shorthand that makes you know that adds to it. Oh, it totally does. And like a huge part of this movie is creating the amazing worlds where these characters live. It looks breathtaking. It really does. Now, imagine this is another huge task, creating these locations. Was there a lot of kind of consulting again with the author or did you take inspiration from things that you saw around that you wanted to add in? Yeah, the look, I really kind of, I, you know, we were first inspired by saying we don't want to be Harry Potter. You know, when I first <laughs> read it, it was like, oh, God, we're just going to get killed by everybody comparing them. But but that was no reason to not do it. And so when I got together with my, my production designer, Andy Nicholson, I said, you know, okay, I made a movie in Budapest called Spy back in 2014, and I was surrounded by all this Art Nouveau architecture, which I thought was so cool and, and kind of almost like French, but very, you know, artistic and so I said like let's base this world on that let's get away from straight gothic and try to go that direction and then he took that and ran with it and found German architecture that I'd never really seen before and and so we did that and then with the costumes you know in the book it, they're supposed to wear uniforms but I thought this is such a melting pot of different fairy tale characters and the offspring of them and they're coming from all different cultures so I wanted to just create this sort of fashion show of looks oh it's such a fashion show yeah, yeah it really is brilliant all, we created all those from scratch. I mean, those, we did wow. 800 original costumes that were all built, including the shoes and the, the jewelry. We built everything. Oh, they really look stunning. Like it, 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 like for people who are fans of fashion, you're going to get your fashion fix in this movie as well. You really yes. will. <laughs> now, seeing as this movie is set in two very different schools with the popular kids and the bullies and the nerdy kids, I mean, I'm probably going to guess maybe what group you fell into, Paul, because I'm a massive fan of Freaks and Geeks series that you created. But uh, what kind of kid were you at school? And would you have ended up in the good school or the evil school? Well, I would definitely end up in the good school, even though I wish I was in the evil school. <laughs> I wish I was as cool as the evil kids, but uh, sadly, I'm, I'm too much of a goody two-shoes. So, uh, yeah, I was definitely, you know, the, the, the nerd, nerdy guy who was definitely just trying to get through school without getting beat up and trying to make people laugh. You know, possibly a lot of it out of self-preservation of like, if I make them laugh, they won't kill me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely be a... I don't know if I'd be a prince. I would probably fail and end up being <laughs> being a, a talking tea kettle or a mouse. <laughs> and talking about style, I've seen your style, Paul. You'd be a very stylish teapot, can we just say? Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> I have my own tea, tea cozy that I bring. <laughs> now, uh, this is setting it up, obviously, for a sequel, which is really exciting. There's going to be a whole kind of spate of movies coming out of this. I can't let you go without asking you about sequels. One of my listeners today wants to know, first of all, is there going to be a Bridesmaid sequel? And I want to also find out, I think there's going to be a spy sequel, isn't there? 
Well, I, that gets misreported on the internet a lot, but it's it's definitely could happen. Um, it's oh. not in the works at the moment, but I actually know what I want the story for the sequel to be, to spy. So that would Brilliant. be really fun. And then Bridesmaids, I don't know, that's really more up to Kristen Wiig, really. And, yeah. and I'm my instinct is to not do a sequel because sequels are, are hard, and that's not necessarily a movie that you would normally say we want a sequel to because it's not I don't know. They could, they could go to a baby shower for the next I one. I know. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though. That movie worked because it was all about Kristen Wiig falling apart yeah, and repairing her true. life. So I can't have her fall apart again. Or you'd be like, no, it's it too together, much. Lady. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, congratulations on the School of Good and Evil. It's absolutely been such a pleasure chatting with you. I can't wait for everybody to see this. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Thank you, Sinead. It's an honor, and you are great. Thank you so much. What a, what a nice guy. Paul Feig there. The School for Good and Evil coming to Netflix October 19th. Uh, put it in the calendar. You won't want to miss it. It's absolutely brilliant. We will be talking about it as well in Real Reviews on Friday this week. And now we are going to take a quick break and then we're going back in time to 1975 and I've got music from Paddy Casey for you. 11 to 1. With- LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Going back in time now to 1975 and on this day in 1975, Saturday Night Live created by Lauren Michaels premieres on NBC and today is coming out day. Members of the LGBTQ plus community have had to hide in fear for their livelihood and their lives. A constant fear of being rejected by friends and loved ones as well as the community of which they are part has led many of them to remain in the proverbial closet. But Coming Out Day is a day designed to help people feel comfortable about coming out about their sexuality. It's also a day that is designed to applaud people for their bravery as well as help create awareness of the struggles and difficulties those in the LGBTQ community experience. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Getting back to the music now, here's Paddy Casey on LMFM's 11 to 1. It's called 11 in your town. Paddy Casey, living on LMFM's 11 to 1. Want to wish a happy birthday today to Kathleen Callahan. Not sure whereabouts in the northeast you are, but hope you're celebrating in style. That's coming in from your cousin Kevin and Maureen. So happy birthday to you, Kathleen. Now we're going to take a quick break for news. But after that, Irish Book Week, that's next week. It's celebrating authors, publishers, illustrators and bookshops. So I'll be chatting to a bookshop owner from County Meath who has weathered many challenges since opening in 2000. And five. She really is living the dream. We're going to be chatting all about books. We're going to be chatting about the business. We're going to be chatting about what's going to be happening for Irish Book Week. As well as that, look, we opened a can of worms already talking about Christmas. I'm going to be talk- talking as well about top toys for Christmas this year. That's all coming your way after news. 11 to 1 with Ella Henderson, Jax Jones kicking off our second hour. This is real. This is 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. WhatsApp and text lines are open 086-1800-658. If you missed it earlier on, we were talking about WhatsApp groups because memoirs, which I love, I love the name of this, uh, they turn your WhatsApp conversations into hilarious books. Now, some of them probably shouldn't be printed, let's be honest. But some of them... Our great crack. So I'm asking you, what is the strangest name 
WhatsApp group that you're involved in and there's been loads. We've had everything from Mammies on the Edge to walkie-talkies to get this. They're not really a book club. Oh, I love it. I love this now. Uh, yeah, these guys, <laughs> they say, let's just say our other halves think it's a book club, but it really isn't. <laughs> That's all it is. I love that. I absolutely love that. That is brilliant. Uh, this is coming in on 86 Xmas in August, Christmas in August, because when restrictions were being lifted, my now 18-year-old wanted to do something nice for his mum and dad. So what started as a simple meal escalated to have all the family over, 20 plus, for a full Christmas dinner. Full decorations, tree, and even managed to get my hands on Christmas crackers, says Helen. And yes, it was in August. Now, that's a stroke of genius. That is brilliant. Love that. Could that be every year, Christmas in August? But then would you be sort of sick of it then? Is it like a one-off thingy? And then are you, do you still have the group or is it just kind of gone dead now? More details, please. 86 658 uh, This is great and I'm sure everybody will have a group like this. Kiltail Ladies on the Run. Love it. The best group of ladies and our coaches, Pat and Fiona, the best decision I made when I joined this running club nine years ago. Love it. Kiltail Ladies on the, rug, on the Run. And you know, we were talking about Mental Health Day yesterday and things to do when you're, you know, you're, you're feeling down you want to improve your mental health exercise is one of them and this is coming from a former couch potato the best thing that I've ever done is kickstart exercise and I really was a reluctant person to exercise I wouldn't even really go for a walk started doing it I'm 12 weeks into my programme now oh my god new woman altogether if we could take out the, the, the first show where I was talking about you know getting into this club I'd, I'd say I was going oh what have I gotten myself in for now I couldn't be without it and it is it's what you gain is this amazing time to yourself and it's also kind of you know improving your mental health so keeping active I never thought I'd hear myself say it but it's uh, yeah my number one it's up there so I love that Kiltail Ladies on the Run love this one <laughs> this is great WhatsApp group called Apocalypse from the start of COVID just simple to the point love that uh, is that WhatsApp group still going and also I would love to know how that started off you know like what the thread was that's a great one you definitely need to get that conversation printed into books God only knows the kind of ins and outs of conversation that was going on with that one love it oh this has come back uh, this is the Christmas in August the group is still kicking it's still going <laughs> says Helen love it do keep those coming in the strangest uh, WhatsApp group names you're involved in 086 658 The Buzz on LMFM Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Louise House of the Dragon star Gray McTavish says nothing gets past his character on the show. The Hobbit actor plays Sir Harold Westerling in the Game of Thrones spin-off. He says that because the knight looks after members of the royal family he's aware of everything that's going on He sees and hears everything it's a bit like those people that attend on the royal family i'm sure they have stories to tell and they almost become part of the furniture to those to those sort of people until they don't former love island contestant dr alex george reveals he starved himself in preparation for the show he also says he trains two hours a day ahead of his appearance but that he's much happier and enjoys life now we caught up with Jamie Lee Curtis to chat about her brand new movie, Halloween Ends. It's the last in the rebooted trilogy of the Halloween films and it hits cinemas on Friday. She told us why she thinks Michael Myers has lasted for over 40 years on screen and why we all find him so scary. Because John Carpenter and Deborah Hill 
told you from the beginning through their skill as writers and filmmakers that this was the epitome of evil. Um, that they put him behind a white mask so that you could imagine what his face was and what it looked like. And he doesn't make a sound. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh yeah, he is probably one of the scariest villains of all time ever. The Halloween franchise continues. I would still go out and see it. I mean, some people are kind of thinking, has it exhausted itself now at this stage? I will go and see every Halloween that ever was. I'm a huge, huge fan of that franchise. Uh, now getting back to the music, here's George Michael. George Michael, Faith. Now the WhatsApp group, the book club that's not really a book club might be interested or maybe not actually uh, in our next item because next week is Irish Book Week and it celebrates Irish authors, illustrators, publishers and Irish interest books and as many brilliant bookshops as well all across the country and I am going to be chatting to Antonia Daly she is living her dream literally she's always wanted to run her own book uh, store even and she has in trim since 2005 and uh, she really just loves nothing more than talking about books reading books and selling them so who better person to chat to all about Irish Book Week she's going to join us after these 11 to 1 with There's nothing I love more than having an afternoon to myself to get lost in the pages of a good book and next week is the perfect excuse to find the time to do just that because Booksailing Ireland the Committee of Booksellers Association members representing bookshops big and small across Ireland in partnership with Publishing Ireland have announced that Irish Book Week 2022 will run from the 15th to the 22nd of October and there's lots of great events happening all over the country including in Antonia's bookstore in Trim County Meath and I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by Antonia Daly herself. How are you getting on? Hi Sinead, thanks for having me on. Great to have you. Now Irish Book Week starts this uh, weekend, runs till the 22nd, all about uh, you know Irish authors, illustrators, publishers and brilliant bookstores like yourself uh, Antonia. You're on the go there since 2005 but would I be right in saying that you're one of a very few independent bookshops now in Mead? Yeah, we are. Um, but we're seventeen years here now in Trim, and um, yeah, it's it's amazing all the different events that we've had over the years. That our base is in Trim, but we kind of feel like we we're a community in in the whole county because we do the festival over in Kells, the Hinterland Festival in Kells, and we do school book fairs and so we've kind of been all over the county at this stage. Oh yeah, you're, they're definitely uh, very well known over that neck of the woods, that's for sure. <laughs> but you know, running your own bookshop is the dream, something you've always wanted to do, even though you trained in engineering and worked in that area yeah. for a while. I did, yeah. Um, yeah, I have a degree in engineering that I got from Bolton Street and uh, yeah, I just decided that I would open a bookshop one day and luckily had the support of my family and friends and my husband and um, yeah I I just did it they all said look try it see how it goes you have a degree to fall back on and I've never looked back even during recessions and pandemics and everything else that has come in the last 17 years. Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, the as you mentioned, the book industry has been dealt its fair share of challenges, you know, Kindle, COVID and everything becoming digital. But you are thriving. There is, you know, there was a whole big sort of doomsday sort of um, angle, wasn't there, when Kindle and ebooks and everything yeah. arrived? But that couldn't have been further from the truth, really. Yeah, and I kind of feel like we have lived through that doomsday a few times now with, you know, all the different challenges that have come over the last 17 years because 
you feel like you get past one hurdle and there's another one. But yeah, definitely the Kindle was the one. We were only open a couple of years, I think, when that really started to become a thing and everybody said, oh, that's it. Independent bookshops are finished. Um, Everybody will go for Kindle. But it didn't really happen. It kind of, it did in the first couple of years, I Mm. suppose, where it became a novelty. But then a lot of readers didn't take to it. There yeah. are, there, I mean, there are definitely positives. There's always people that are going to enjoy reading on a Kindle and there are some who will read both. But it didn't take off in the way they thought it would. Yeah, because it's like, it's handy, isn't it? When you're going on holidays, you don't have to pack yeah. a load of books. You can just pack the Kindle and that's grand. But like you say, there's nothing like kind of flicking through the pages of an actual book and kind of exactly. having a library in your house, particularly if you are a book lover. So where did your love of books begin then? Presumably in childhood. Oh, definitely. Mom said from the time that she could prop me up with a pillow, I didn't actually want somebody else to hold the book. I wanted to hold the book myself. Wow. I wasn't I wasn't even standing, but I would be sitting there with my book. <laughs> so it started very early. Um, but yeah, mom was a reader and she always read to us and always made sure even, I mean, back in the 80s where there wasn't much money around. Yeah. That was the one thing she would have made sure that we had a book or something to read, even if it meant sacrificing something else. She always made sure we, we had a book. Yeah, completely. There's no better gift than to give, you know, a kid a book, that's for sure, and let imagination run wild. Uh, but, you know, the the I was a huge say, Ina Blyton, Roald Dahl, of course, Sweet Valley High book series Absolutely. just made a, a huge yeah. impression on me. What sort of books would you, like, uh, beloved books now that you kind of look back on fondly from childhood? Well, actually, Ina Blyton, because my series of Ina Blyton was my mum's series. Oh, lovely. From when she was a child. So they had that, you know, that smell as well. I mean, new books have that lovely smell, but old books also have that that unique smell that people have tried to bottle, but it can't be (laughs) But yeah, definitely Ina Blyton and Roald Dahl. And I loved Quentin Blake's illustrations in the Roald Dahl books. and, And then I got some of Quentin Blake's picture books as well because I just loved his illustrations. Oh yeah, they're they're so like, you just know it straight away wouldn't you? And they, they worked yeah. so so well, they really did, hand in yeah. hand with Roald Dahl's writing, the, the, the combination of the two was, was unbelievable. And that is what, you know, Irish Book Week is, is all about. It's about celebrating the author as well as the illustrator and, and the publisher. So tell us about what's going to be happening next week. Yeah, so basically next week is, as you said, it's Irish Book Week. So it's it's obviously celebrating books in general, but it's to show that we have so many books that are Irish. You know, we have yeah. brilliant Irish publishing houses. We have brilliant Irish authors. We have brilliant Irish um, illustrators. And just looking at the list that's coming out, that has already started to come out, you could do all of your Christmas shopping just buying Irish books and you wouldn't be... You know, you wouldn't be sacrificing getting a good book. There yeah. is amazing books in every category from sports to cookery to fiction to kids books. And, you know, we have such a great community of of people in Ireland and not just specifically Irish, but, you know, people who have chosen Ireland to live in and mm-hmm. have come to Ireland as refugees. There's some great books out this Christmas that really celebrate everything that is Irish. Well, do you know, I'm just after finishing uh, reading the local author Nicola Casti's book, The Emerald Spy. So I'm on the lookout now for something new. So what have you got there on your list that might tantalise me now for a new book? Well, actually, I was just reading because Bookselling Ireland have sent us a list of things that we should tweet next week, okay. um, you know, to try and get people to talk about Irish books. And one thing was an Irish author that you discovered this year. And I discovered Ethna Shortall with It Could Never Happen Here. And I have to say, She's if brilliant. anybody picks up that book, 
don't read the blurb on the back. The blurb on the back, I thought, suggested a totally different book. It's okay. a book full of twists and turns. Oh, and I like a twisty one, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's got those, you know, when you're reading a book and you're like, yeah, I know where this is going. Yeah. And then you nearly feel like you need to get in touch with the author at the end to apologise for <laughs> thinking that you knew everything and you were wrong. <laughs> it's a very, very good book. I really enjoyed that so one. So remind um, me of the name of that one again. It's called It Could Never Happen Here by Ethna Shortall. Could never happen here. OK, I'm going to yeah. definitely check that one out. OK, what else have you got for us there? There's some great ones for kids. Um, Alan Ryan has just brought one out called Girls Who Play Monsters. Um, and it's all <laughs> it. about Irish goddesses and she went back through kind of she spent a lot of time researching and going back through Irish mythology and finding that this there there always was strong Irish women in Irish mythology but she found that there were some that weren't really emphasized so she's written this book and it's kind of a bit like the rebel girls books that have come out over the last couple of years yeah um, but it's it's all about Irish goddesses and Irish uh, Irish women in Irish mythology absolutely beautiful book really nicely illustrated as well by Shona Shirley MacDonald um, who's a gorgeous illustrator as well so oh no, that's a great that one up. yeah because yeah. Uh, I have you know a six year old who thinks uh, girls are poo poo heads do you know what I mean oh, so well, you know definitely, definitely this is like the one for him isn't it yeah yeah. let's put him on the right track absolutely <laughs> exactly and then I'm a little bit biased in You Can Do It Rosie which is a gorgeous picture book by Elena Brown um, illustrated by Brian Fitzgerald but the reason I'm biased on this is it's about this dog that is an elderly dog who needs a little bit of help to go on his walk and support from the community but he walks past a bookshop that was inspired uh-huh. by the, our shop front so no way that's, that's why I love this book okay tell book. me that now so it was inspired by your bookshop but uh, the window uh, of your shop yes there's a two page spread and it has our bookshop as the illustration of the dog walking past the bookshop so, I um, love yeah, so that it's absolutely gorgeous I was thrilled to find out that we featured in that uh, published by O'Brien Press it's a really really nice one um, so oh, yeah, and do you know how that was or how, how did, was it just that the author came across your yeah, uh, bookshop Nina has been in our shop a few times um, she worked for O'Brien Press so she would have been in the shop a few times and just when she was you know having the dog walk past different shops around the town our shop just came into her head amazing shop. so she sent me a picture when um, he had done the first draft to see if I was okay with it and I was like oh my god I love it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how brilliant how could I not <laughs> okay so that's called You Can Do It Rosie definitely yeah. going to check that one out as well and you know you mentioned Christmas season that is approaching and you know I always yes. make sure to pick up a few books for people because you know it's it's just such a lovely gift as you say but would you yeah. be mad busy now is it starting already even with people ordering yeah, stuff I think as well this year because people are worried obviously with the cost of living crisis yeah. I think people did start early because they wanted to just spread it out a little bit and you know uh, there's also the last couple of years have been challenging for publishers as well because yeah books have gone into reprints and they've really struggled, you know, to get books reprinted. There's been a shortage of paper and there's problems with delivery. So I think people learned the last few years, if it's a book you want to get it now, don't wait till November, December, because if it goes into reprint, you may not be able to get it before Christmas. So um, definitely work definitely. up and early. Absolutely. And uh, the other thing we have to mention as well, you are always very busy. You mentioned some of them there. <laughs> You're out in schools, you do book fairs, you do clubs, that kind of thing with kids. Uh, you've always got events coming up. You're going to be taking part as well this year in the Puka Festival, aren't you? Yeah, well, we're not part of it, but we decided what we'll do is um, we're going to stay open. So we usually close Sundays in bank holidays. So we're going yeah. to stay open the whole weekend of Puka. So um, starting this week, because it's Irish Book Week on from Saturday, we're going to have a story time this Saturday at 12 o'clock in the shop if anybody wants to pop along. Um, and we're going to announce a short story competition, um, which will be... Uh, we decided to make this one that it's suitable for 
children, teenagers and adults because we do oh. get a lot of adults who like to write short stories so we're going to make it available for all of them um, and then they, the winner of that will be announced the weekend of the Puka Festival which is Halloween weekend the 29th, 30th and 31st but that weekend we have Miles Dungan who's coming in on the Ah Saturday. brilliant um, with his great Irish history book, which is another great one for kids for Christmas. Um, and we're having Ocean McGann is doing illustration. Um, oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, so it'll be, uh, it'll be a good weekend. But we'll have lots of activities. If you check out our Facebook, Instagram, it'll be all updated there. Pages, yeah, everything will be there. So you'll find out all the information there. Now, you have me intrigued with the creative writing competition. What is the mm. criteria there now? Because it's good. Do you need like a, to be a certain amount of words or what can you do with that? Do you know, we have an finalize the words because okay. if we're an adult it's always easy because they'll type it and they can count the words but yeah. for kids I found when we set the words I've seen them actually sit down and try to start counting the words oh, so I okay. keep it that it's a short story so it's basically to be a spooky or magical mm. story to tie in with puka and you know monster fairies um, but you'll get extra points if you can get a twist because I love a twist oh I do too and also extra points if you can get something funny because I've been reading um, Liz Nugent which I shouldn't mention because I'm going to wreck everybody's heads because it's brilliant but it's not out in March <laughs> but it's a sh- her usual crime fiction but she's managed to have me laughing as well oh. which I just think is great when somebody can do that in a different genre yes um, so yeah so you'll get extra points if you can put something funny um, so if you want to enter the short story competition you can email it to us at info at antoniasbookstore.com or drop it into the shop um, it just has to be dropped in by Wednesday the 26th by at 6pm so we have a few days to read everything before yeah. the weekend of Puka fantastic and are you hopeful as well that the Irish Book Week will encourage people to maybe pick reading back up again and also kids that are sort of reluctant readers they might start up reading yeah hopefully I mean half the battle sometimes is getting people in through the door yeah. and once they come through the door they'll find something there, there's a book for everybody and people always find that at Christmas that um, you know even if they don't feel the person is a reader there's a biography about yes, those, of course. You know, somebody you're interested in or there's a sports book about somebody you're interested in like Ka- Kelly Harrington has one out this year so I of think course, that going to yeah. do well um, Charlie Bird has one out Bono, oh like, listen that'll fly out the door yeah yeah. Um, so and Manicon McGann I mean he's got he's got a new book out now as well and he's he's just been a runaway success the last couple of years with his books um, he had 32 words for fields out yeah his, he, we've, we yeah. featured him actually on Late Lunch a couple of times wonderful yeah. guy I mean like I have that book as well that book is really really gorgeous book it's a real kind of coffee table one that everyone yeah. should have as well it's, it's brilliant yeah because it's one of those one we interviewed him and I, I had started reading it thinking oh, I'll, I'll probably enjoy parts of it but ended up getting so sucked into yeah. fascinated with the whole thing so yeah definitely definitely uh, that's that's yeah. one to pick up well Antonia thank you so so much for joining us I've no doubt that uh, Christmas will be a busy one for you maybe you might come back again and have a chat with us in the run up to Christmas about books that uh, people might yeah. recommend for gifts that'd be lovely to have you Absolutely. back again Love and uh, thank you so much for taking the time today Thanks a lot, Sinead. Thanks a million. Uh, but Antonia Daly there from Antonia's Book Shop in Trim. That is what the Irish Book Week is all about, celebrating stores like Antonia's as well. You can find out more information on her social media about what she's doing and also Book Selling Ireland. If you follow them on social media, they'll kind of update you with things that are going on around all bookstores around the area. Uh, so that's running from fr- uh, Saturday, the October 15th until the 22nd. 11 to 1. Life Fool again on LMFM's 11 to 1. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport, and entertainment on LMFM.ie. 
King Environmental Services requires a trainee HVAC commissioning flushing engineer that is willing to travel to data centres located around Europe. To apply, please email info at kesgroup.ie. Elite 4 Manufacturing Limited requires a full-time lorry driver with a Class 1 CE licence in the Dundalk area. Please apply to amy at eliteform.ie. Navin Hire and Hardware requires an experienced mechanic and candidates with an interest in mechanics who want to learn. You can apply by emailing hr at nhh.ie. Carlingford Heritage CLG requires an experienced heritage slash tourism projects manager. To apply, you can check career section on carlingfordheritagecentre.com for an application form. Matthews Coach Hire are inviting applications for full and part-time coach drivers with a passion for customer service. You can apply uh, by checking out matthews.ie forward slash careers. Trinity Laundrette and Dry Cleaners requires full or part-time experienced laundrette worker in the Drada area. To apply, you can email kevinthornton at gmail.com. And Frameform Steel Systems Limited are recruiting staff for their technical and production departments at their new facility in the Finnebar Business Park in Dundalk. For details, check the job section on their website, frameform.com. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section, lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. I opened a can of worms earlier on. I did mention Christmas. We were talking about Christmas in August and everything. Well, Smiths have revealed the top toys for Christmas. I'm going to bring you those after these. 11 to 1. There's the weekend, blinding lights on LMFM's 11 to 1. Yes, we are talking about Christmas because Smiths Toys have revealed their top uh, toys really for, for Christmas and it's no easy task every year for the guys in Smiths but they have uh, number one on the list is WWE we've got everything from WWE to LOL on this right WWE Wreck and Rampage Rig Vehicle Playset so it's like <laughs> Bash Crash Smash and that's really all that this again and again isn't it uh, so it says Drive down to the ring with the WWE Wreck and Rampage Rig Bash Smash and Crash. This WWE themed vehicle again and again with its 11 way breakaway parts. It's the perfect way to display your WWE collections. <laughs> there you go, that's number one. Ziggy, the robo dog. He sings, he dances, barks and plays. This pup can do everything, it says. This RC dog can be controlled by voice commands or the included remote control. Kids can also teach Ziggy programmable actions. Ziggy. Fetch biscuits from the cupboard. That'll be the first thing he'll be <laughs> told to do. We also have Jurassic World Dominion. This is a real effects baby blue dinosaur. Oh my mother of God. He's huge, right? He's life size. So not for people who don't have space. Uh, life size baby blue. Perfect gift for the little Jurassic World fan. It says just slip on the glove and the dinosaur comes to life in your arms. He, she's got several different action sounds and movements. Uh, so there you go. Uh, that's Jurassic Park. But of course it wouldn't be any top list without Barbie. Uh, this is Barbie Cutie Reveal Winter Sparkle Range. So we've got four different Barbie dolls to collect, of course. Uh, so it's the ideal for Barbie fans. Choose from Barbie in her deer plush costume, owl plush costume, husky plush costume and polar bear plush costume. So collect them all. Uh, this is what they do, don't they? They get you to, they hook you in that way with the collecting. Uh, Squishmallows Chewbacca. Oh, listen, Star Wars fans will love this, right? We know Chewbacca. 
but this is in a squishmallow form, whatever a squishmallow form is. Uh, it says this jumbo sized plush is the perfect addition to any Star Wars collection. So for the small or big child in your life. And then, of course, we have the LOL surprise doll. She is still up there. Uh, this is OMG, LaRose and Missy Frost. So Missy Frost and LaRose, I mean, the names are fantastic. They're ready to take her to the runway. They're dressed in colour coordinate outfits. Uh, the LOL surprise dolls are super cute and even more fashionable. So each doll features a transforming outfit that kids can mix and match for more looks. I'd say, yeah, the LOL are cleaning up cleaning up for Christmas. So there you go. From Dinosaurs WWE to LOL this year on the Top Toys Smith's Top Toys for Christmas this year. My goodness me. Let's get through Halloween first, shall we? Anyway, that is our lot on the show for today. Going to leave you with Phil Linnet. Have a great day. Chat to you tomorrow. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 40 237.